you deserve an escape. Come and escape with us while we provide all of your hair care and skincare needs and desires. Elysium Escape Salon is now open in Midtown Tulsa. ElysiumEscape.com. This is The Redefine with Jeremy and Christy. Hello, hello. Good morning. Welcome to a new episode. It's Jeremy and Christy, and we have a guest today, don't yes. we? Yes, for the second time. He's our first person to be on twice. That's right. Dr. K, Dr. Kreitzberg is with us today. Hello. All right. Good morning. Good morning. This is The Redefine with Jeremy and Christy. Now, I don't really know how much this fits into your line of work, Dr. K, plastic surgeon. You probably hear a lot about naked questions, right? Right? <laughs> like... I'm naked. I'm looking at this and sure there's just a topic of being naked comes up in your office, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what this one, this is today. What is the one thing you shouldn't do naked? (laughs) Fry bacon. (laughs) That's my answer. Fry bacon is a great one. That is, that is probably the best answer because yeah, you're not even supposed to do that. Otherwise burn marks everywhere. Yeah. Here are some of the ones from this list. Going down a metal slide on a hot summer day. <laughs> Frying things in oil. So, uh, there you yeah, go. there's that. <laughs> Going to a funeral. Uh, <laughs> jury duty. Jury duty. You probably wouldn't have to say. <laughs> yeah. Or to be knighted by the queen. I don't think we <laughs> worry about the last one. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, those are good. Bacon I like grease. That. Um, <laughs> using a, um, what are those? Um, paper cutters. Oh. <laughs> you know? I kind of think of like the water park wedgie. You like, it'd be worse <laughs> if you like naked at a water park because the water park wedgie is already there. So. <laughs> Get an enema. You know, yeah. <laughs> that water slide going to blast you. Yeah. <laughs> an extra little surprise at the end. You know? My friend Tishla said that actually happened to her. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She was just really glad she didn't shit on the slide. <laughs> She's like, I made it to the bathroom. <laughs> Those kids will never want to go to that water park ever again. That's the end of it. <laughs> What a great question oh gosh, to start yeah. our morning. Yeah, out. I thought you would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, how was everyone with uh, ice and all the snow and all of the craziness? You know, I grew up in Montana and then I went to Detroit. So, I mean, this is like, uh, you know, seven months out of the year. So it's like <laughs> this is normal nothing for me. It's for like, you. okay, I just keep on driving. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, definitely it gets slick here because of all the, like the pre-rain. So the pre-rain just lays down that layer of ice. So it's like, you just kind of start going and then you don't stop and yeah. you keep on rolling into stuff. So it's, it's a real deal around here. I love when it snows here uh-huh. because everybody stays home and I learned a new thing. Operation slick street. Do you know what that means exactly? Yeah. So they'll only respond to accidents if they're involving like injuries. Yeah. Like, like something's bad's happened. And you know, like you can roll on through all the stop signs and red lights and nothing's gonna You're not going to get a ticket. <laughs> So I had a great time driving around for two days while everybody else was at home. I was like, nobody's coming. Just roll on through the stop sign. From now on, Christy's looking for when they have Operation Slick Street. I am. Just so she can I kind of break it. a little bit of the laws. Yeah, so then yeah. Saturday when everybody started driving again, I was like, go home. I can't even run red lights anymore. Yeah, it's not fun now. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, growing up in Montana, when I was in high school, the way I used to park my car was basically it'd always be icy down the street. So I just pull the e-brake and I would flip the wheel and I would slide into the side of the driveway. Yes. I did that for probably like three months. And then I clipped the mailbox one time. And I was like, oh, maybe I should stop. I stopped for a week and then started doing it again. You know, it was like high school things like, oh, probably not a good idea. <laughs> But, okay, see, that's my But I just style. got a new vehicle, so then the new vehicle is <laughs> basically like... You feel like you need like, to test it out. It's a Rubicon, so I got a Rubicon, and it's got a random winch on the front, so it's like, oh, maybe I'll be able to pull somebody out of the ditch or something, you right. know? So it's like, I was even really worried. I was like, put it in four-wheel drive. I was like, I guess I can just kind of like maybe run over anything. Love so, that. Well, that's one place I did not go when I was naked. I did not go outside. <laughs> I didn't do anything outside. The naked snow no, angels, No, no naked snow angels. <laughs> Yeah, and definitely not driving. I'm going to remember that next time. You're I love it. Operation Slick Streets. Just come ride with me. <laughs> Drive around town all day. Yeah. Just practice the e-brake. You there know. you go. Yeah. I, I want to practice, practice that. Practice the e-brake. You know, you just yeah. know you're going to slide. Just let it slide. And then Feel like you just in... let the wheels kind of turn for a minute. And then you like, I oh. like it. Like Fast and Furious it. over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Um. Snow Drift. Snow Drift. It. Yeah. <laughs> Tulsa Drifting. Uh, nice. <laughs> So our topic today, um, and Dr. K, I hope you can, I know that you have plenty of things that probably can go along with this topic. Our topic today is about courage. So, and this is pretty broad and we keep, I think a lot of things broad. Yeah. Keep a pretty open scape of things so we can touch on all things. And Absolutely. so courage, I think we'll start off with you, Christy. You Okay. So um, I'm glad Dr. K came in for the, for this topic because- I think it takes a lot of courage to do what you do. I think, I mean, just to be able to, you know, I do hair, which, you know, I can do that all day, but to like for someone's skin to get sliced, <laughs> that takes courage. <laughs> I like to, to watch, me. I'll be honest, I'm a weird guy that watches the videos on like uh, YouTube. Oh, and, I can't. Yeah, I, like, temple poppers and all that. Oh, that's way different from what you do, Dr. I K. watch them with <laughs> my eyes closed. I'm like, oh no. I mean, but just think you're messing with someone's face and someone's body and their image and their self-worth sometimes and all that. So anyway, I'm glad you're here for this today. And we have a couple questions we'll ask you about that. But I read that there are six different um, types of courage that we all have. And I thought that was interesting. I'd like mm. to share that with you guys. I like that. All right. So social courage, <clears throat> um, spiritual courage, moral courage, emotional, physical, and then intellectual. And I won't get into like the deepest parts of every single one of those, but I never really thought about that. I just always thought, oh, I have courage. I'll do all things. I'll try everything and I'll, I'll be this. And I am this because I'm a courageous person, but I never broke it down into those different categories, categories. Yeah. I didn't either. And I wonder yeah. how many of those categories have to be kind of met before you really kind of have that courage. It's really determined courage, right? Cause you're, you're subdividing it into subcategories, right? Yes. And it's like, well, how many of those really make up our definition of courage, you know, because right. we have to emotionally like say, okay, I'm going to do this or whatever, but you have to physically do it too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, do you kind of get to a certain number of elements where like socially, emotionally I'm there, but then physically I'm not there. Right. And then it's not courage until you reach a certain number of those elements. And then it's like, I have courage and you can go ahead with it. Great right. perspective. Yeah. How can maybe eventually like, one thing can like trickle down to the other ones? Mm -hmm. Yes. So like a, a simple <clears throat> Simple explanation, you can Google it, but a simple explanation like physical, you know, people who are willing to skydive and 
and do things like that, put their self in harm's way physically. Yeah, physical courage. That type, yes. And I then I don't know if I have a lot of that or not. Yeah, <laughs> and then skydiving, um, like social courage. You know, people get a lot of anxiety and stuff with being around certain people or a lot of people, and so having the social social courage to go out and be around that when they feel that anxiety. And then um, I liked the moral courage, you know, just standing up for what you believe in. I, I feel like that's probably one of my top ones that I really focus on. Like an internal compass. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then intellectual. I like I, that was probably one of my favorites to read about. So everybody read about intellectual courage. Okay. Well, definitely will. I like that. Yeah. I like that it's not just what you think of when you watch The Wizard of Oz, the you know, <laughs> the lion, the courageous. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's more than that. Uh, <laughs> A little bit more. <laughs> Jimmy, but you see all these movies where it's like, I just need two seconds of courage yeah. and then you can kind of do it, right? It's like, oh, going to talk to like the girl or going to talk to whatever. When you talk about like a teenager, like getting that two seconds of courage. Oh, you just have to do it for two seconds or you just got to get the first words out. Right. And then just let it go, right? So it's like getting over that hump and then it's like true courage once you get through that. Right. And I wonder how many of those different topics you kind of go through as you're doing that, you know? I bet we'll all think Socially, about it Socially, emotionally get through that. And then you got to like, mm-hmm. you know, and then are you going to really show your own self? Because everybody kind of sometimes puts on a little front or a little sure show do. because they're afraid to show their own self. So it's like showing your own self is that real courage. Like you know? a like day-to-day courage. Like yes. just being able to whatever it is that you have to tackle every day. And you know that you have to be in a certain mindset, but you have to have some cojones to do that sometimes, right? Right, yes. You got to be courageous and just take on the day. I like what I read about the spiritual aspect of courage because I never considered that at all. You know, I'm like, I, what, what does that even mean? But the biggest part of it was being open to hearing what other people believe spiritually was the big, is, is, mm. is spiritual courage. So, you know, you know what you believe and you believe it and that's great. But having the courage to be open to talk to, you know, someone who's an atheist, if you're not, or someone who's Muslim, if you're not, or something like that, having the courage to open your mind and have an actual conversation with them about it. I think that's kind of been one that's, that's big. always been the hardest for me. Probably. Oh, yeah. But Not sure. It's like a spiritual bubble. You don't want to pop, right? <laughs> right. Or like you're in this incubator. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know what you want to believe and you think that, you know, that's great. But it is the taking the next step and, and whatever that is, religion now, or not. Now I'm encouraged. I want to like... I want to tap into that courage. I want to talk to people now. <laughs> oh, I don't think you have trouble talking to people. I don't think that's, don't think that's your problem at all. Yeah, like, Dr. K is already caught on. Uh, yeah. Extrovert is afraid to talk to people. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, when you talk to like people like myself, like introverts. Like, yeah, I can see that. But like, a Chrissy's complete afraid she doesn't have enough like, courage. I don't I have so. courage to talk to people. Yeah, I yeah. put the extra and extrovert. It's so hard for Christy, yeah, to make friends. <laughs> I know, but I want to dig deep in they're like spiritual you want to find out about them yeah surface value different than i know yeah Yeah. (laughs) right let's just get deep i don't care about the weather we already know that shit yeah let's talk about the real stuff yeah have a better conversation (laughs) but i love dr k already knows he does he does know um so what are some ways that patients have had to be courageous or maybe even just the idea of of finding something that they'd want to do and they've been wanting to do it for a while and it just Oh, they can't, I can't make the, the step to do it. I think the real courage is kind of once you kind of commit to doing something, right? That's probably the hardest part. Like, hey, you're kind of signing a consent that I'm going to let somebody else kind of do something to me. I'm going to oh, be yeah. completely out for it too, right? So 
I'm not going to be, pre- you know, I'm going to be present, but not aware of what's going on when you're having something done. So it's usually when you kind of sign that consent, you're kind of sitting in the pre-op area like, oh, this is really going to happen, you know? Yeah. So I say if you're not nervous, it's not normal because everybody's going to have some sort of nerves related to that because you had to get over probably those a lot multiple of those elements of courage yes. to be to say, okay, yeah, we're actually going to go through with this. So there's a level of anxiety. There's a level of that. And some people, they like, oh, I was really anxious two days before, and now I'm kind of more calm about it. So maybe they're getting through parts of that courage like ahead of time before they get to the door of like, okay, we're really going to walk into that OR and we're going to do this thing. <laughs> it's, that's that it's physical not, you know, courage like, yeah it's, it's a plan. physical courage because now it's like you're doing the skydive right it's like, yeah. i don't know what's going to happen but this guy is tied to my back is he going to pull the chute right <laughs> right it's yes. like i'm doing a tandem dive it's like well, uh, you know what if he doesn't like do i got something i can pull or what's going on i'm right. completely out you know so you're only lying to defense yeah. to the person behind you basically yeah. 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 yeah and so you gotta trust me you gotta trust the anesthesiologist you gotta trust the nurses and stuff that are there to kind of take care of you lot of courage to do so definitely mm-hmm. i mean no one like you then you talk to like um docs and people like that is like oh i don't know if i would do that <laughs> you know when i like go to surgery or something <laughs> like i don't know you know because it's a lot different when you're doing surgery to somebody oh, yeah. else than if you have to commit yourself to be like oh let me just give that up if you're trusting you know? or if you're like even doing hair like who does your hair do you have to trust the person that's going to do your hair because you're now yeah, you that's do. like <laughs> that's like part of your life if people are going to look at what your hair looks like yeah. when they're trying to get their hair done you know and right does going under the knife yourself does that does that frighten you oh it frightened me yeah, yeah. wow I mean, that is so interesting so you can kind of relate is. to that i mean when it gets to like poking with needles and stuff like that, I have no, I mean, you can poke me with needles, it's not going to bother me at all. But the idea of like being completely out and then somebody like having control of that stuff, it's right. like, it's nervous. It's nerve wracking. Yeah. Wow. I never you know? considered that. That's cool to know. You're right. Even if you're in the profession, it's still a scary thing because you're not in, well, you're not awake and you're not, you're not in control. So yeah, that is scary. It doesn't matter who you are. I guess that would make sense. <laughs> I mean, I've been having patients that were like, say their job is to like, do blood draws and stuff like a phlebotomist. And then you kind of bring them in and it's like, oh, we're going to do um, like a little minor procedure or something like that. I'm just going to put a little local in or you can do like Botox or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like the needle comes to their forehead. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you poke people on a daily basis. Like you poke them 40, you poke 40 people in a single day and you're drawing their blood and stuff. And then it's and like you're flinching. someone comes yeah. to like poke you for a second and you're like, oh, my gosh, totally flinching, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and I, like you just said earlier, and I think this could be said about a lot of things. If you if you're not nervous, what was it? It's not normal. Yeah, if you're not nervous. It's, it's not, not normal. normal. And some too. people just kind of get to that level of nervousness at a different point, right? Because they're mm-hmm. like, some people are like, I was, I don't know if I was going to go through with it two days ago, but I just had to trust in you, and then it's like, okay, we're going to go through with it, that kind of thing. And then some people are like in the room, like, oh my gosh, do not do, I can't, I'm shaking, kind of thing. Before you kind of go back. That's cool. Yeah. I, <laughs> learning so much. Yeah. I can't imagine. I remember um, in getting my C-section, mm-hmm. like that, that I just start crying before I go in and I didn't know why. I didn't, it's like, am I excited? Am I nervous? Like what are, and then my mom goes, oh, baby, I just can't think about them cutting you open. I'm like, don't say that <laughs> right now. Like what? <laughs> why are you? She's like, oh, oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'm glad you're having to worry about yeah, it. Oh, baby, okay. they're going to cut you open, baby. I'm like, mom. <laughs> And you already have those like motherly juices already going through. It's like, I'm so like, (laughs) yeah, you're already out of your mind anyway. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. 
I'll just break it down to base here, Dr. K. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's... Wow. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Cindy. But anyway, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Oh, no, she's awesome. But you know what's fantastic in surgery are those? Do they call it a bear hug where you're like lay like this and it's all warm? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that feels good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, okay. What is that? Tell. Can you? You can explain. They call them like a bear hugger. So basically, it's like. Uh, Think of it's like almost like a mattress that's like filled with air. So it just blows up in air. So it's almost like a blow up inner tube. Okay. But it right. blows like warm air through the whole thing that just kind of then has warm air kind of blown over your whole body and you're just kind of wearing over the top. And then they put, we put like calf massagers on your legs too. It kind of keeps everything in circulation. So it's like you're kind of having this warm air kind of blow over mm -hmm. you. You're getting like massages on your calves and then you go to sleep. It wow. feels great. And then you have the best cocktail probably yep. that anybody's ever going to get. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Without the hangover. Without I the, love yeah. it. Wow. This is the best <laughs> bar I've ever been to. <laughs> most expensive bar. Yeah, most yeah. expensive bar. <laughs> but I love that bear hug thing. I'm like, okay, you can do whatever you want to me now. <laughs> and now they, they, in some places that. they put it on in like the pre-op too. So they'll kind of have it on so you're like just getting nice and warm and cozy before yeah. you get back there. So. Do you play music when you do surgery? Oh, you have to. Yeah. You do? What is your favorite song to, like, operate to? I've uh, seen a lot of shows and, and movies where doctors are always playing, like, Mozart. I don't play Mozart. I usually, stuff. like, I like to kind of play to the room a little bit. So it's more so, like, what do the nurses want to listen to and stuff like okay. that. So I just kind of play. It's usually kind of the top hits and stuff like that. I just ask when we start to get to the point of sewing. Something's a little more upbeat, so I'm not like going. You're you like, know, I need something that's gonna be like, yeah, like. Yeah, you can't be listening to Adele. Probably. Yeah, you can't be listening to Adele Crying. as you're like trying to like. So you want yeah. something that's gonna get that like yeah. rhythm Blood going a little bit faster, so it's like the showing goes faster. Yeah. Well, I my favorite is knowing. I remember the song that was playing when my son was born. The doctor, he was he was super cool, and um, the song was low. Ride, get a little <laughs> higher. <laughs> so I tell my son, I'm like, that was your first song. That's Man, your theme song. That's like the that's perfect, Christy. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good birth story or not, but you know, yeah, there it is. <laughs> got La Bamba playing in the background. No big yeah, deal. So I just wanted, so what kind of music does your kid like to listen to now? Oh, my son is 15. Ride? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows every word of that song. I made sure of it. Tequila. Tequila. No. <laughs> uh, he has the be he's 15. He has the best best taste in music. The best. He come home one day. He's like, "Mom, um there's this album that I want." I was like, "Okay, what is it?" He was like, "Thunderstruck." <laughs> ACDC. And I said, "What?" <laughs> Oh my gosh, you like are cool. I was like, you are cool. I didn't know you were so cool. <laughs> I was worried about him there for a while. See, it, it worked. He loves Long 80s rock. Well. 80s rock. And I don't even know how. I think he learned it like from some of his video games and stuff. Some of it, but ACDC is his favorite band. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> that's great. I mean, you can't go too far without hearing some sort of Queen song or ACDC song that's been like played in multiple. Like you go to a sporting event, you're gonna get ACDC, you're gonna get Queen at some point. You know, you have to. You have to, and then randomly you'll probably get some Eminem or you'll get some other stuff that's right. yeah. like popular at the time. That's kind of like getting everybody hyped up. But I mean, those are natural like hype songs that they kind of had. You know, I love it. Thunderstruck or whatever kind of what you want yes. to do for like ACDC. <laughs> That's you know? what you need to sew up to. Yeah. <laughs> the thunder. The thunder. <laughs> <laughs>
to have like uh, some of the nurses yeah. requesting screamo or something next. <laughs> I don't know if everyone's going to like that or not. That's a white snake. Yeah, or some white snake. Yeah. <laughs> People on top of car hoods in there. Um, well, I can tell you a story, I guess, in which it was like a kind of like a crazy day or whatever that I thought I was doing something I wouldn't ever thought I would do. Because, yeah. you know, like for a plastic surgeon, like when you're in training, it's like everybody comes to you for random stuff. Like, oh, I cut myself with this. Can you sew it up? Can you, you know, like they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to make it nice. So why don't we just go to your house and you can kind of sew it up? So, I mean, I sewed up like all of my neighbors in like Detroit area. Our neighbor was our pediatrician, that same other neighbors were like good friends with us. They had kids our same age. So coming into the day, we had to take our kids to the pediatrician to basically get their usual checkup. Well, they said, well, our dog has like something by his penis and they think it might be like a tick. And can you kind of help us take it off? Right. Oh. So the same night, like, <laughs> we're trying to get our kids in bed. My wife accidentally slams our kids, you know, little finger in the door and not realizing it. So then we're, like, checking that out and all freaked out about that. Then all of a sudden, we kind of get a call from across the street that our other neighbor, her child that's, like, the middle age, well, he's kind of gone off and played, and we don't know where he is. Is he over at your house? So then we're like, okay, well, that's not good. So my wife's like... <laughs> And then at the same time, our other neighbor, this pediatrician, comes over with the dog and be like, oh, we kind of drugged up the dog now. Do you want to try and help us try and, like, check this thing out? So there's a lot of courage to try and deal with all of those situations at one time. <laughs> Definitely. And so my wife, she gets on my, at the time, my five-year-old's bike and starts, like, driving around the neighborhood oh. looking for the neighbor's kid. <laughs> Uh, I'm going out there to kind of assess what's going on with the dog and the dog's kind of semi out of it. But the pediatrician's like, I got this. I'm going to hold him down. No problems. We're going to get this thing kind of figured out. We're kind of like looking at the dog. He's kind of got him down. All of a sudden I kind of go just to take a look. The dog's kind of like, Vroom. you know, you're like, okay, well, that's going to be interesting. This is like an, you know, like 80 pound German shepherd. So it's oh, not like great. a little dog. So oh we uh, <laughs> then get to the point of like, okay, well, I guess I'll try it one more time and I'll kind of take a look. We well, kind of take a look and I'm only just kind of pulling it over. And all of a sudden the dog gets up and bites the neighbor's face, right? And so it's like, okay, so my pediatrician guy just got bit in the face by his own dog that's semi-drugged up. And then my wife, uh, you know, shortly kind of worked her way back to try and say, okay, the neighbor's kid is across like in the backyard of another neighbor playing on their swing set or whatever. So they kind of found that kid yeah. and the pediatrician. I'm like, the okay, well, you know, I see cuts in your face. We better sew them up. So it's like, okay, well come on in, let's go sew it up. So it's like in the dining room, like, okay, well, all right, there's a extra supplies. And then you always have your own kids that are getting cuts and stuff. You need to sew up. <laughs> but the funniest part of the story is the next day they actually take it to the vet and it's basically just like a little mole. And they're like, do you want to cut off? Oh like, gosh. no, I don't think so. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, so all of that. Whole, like, you got the, the dog was acting that way because of the tick. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how the dog is. That's just how the dog is. So I mean, to have the courage to kind of be and like, even as I even like said now, I was like, when the dog initially did that little oof, I was like, are you sure about this? He's like, yeah. I will keep this dog down. It's okay. Yeah. I was like, no wonder that dog bit the guy in the face. <laughs> My God, I would too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that takes a lot of courage for sure. <laughs> Christine? I just wanted to share a story about um, somebody in radio because I oh. thought about you, Jeremy. So okay. do you know who Les Brown is? Les Brown. Yeah. My friend told me about this guy because I asked oh. her, like, who? tell me a story of somebody that, you know, a courageous story. 
and he was uh, he worked at a local radio station. And he really wanted to be on the radio. You know where? Um, 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 I do not, but I can look that up. Yeah, okay. Talk about that later. Anyway, so he was their janitor, and he did all these things, and it was just, I think it is courageous, because one night, it had snowed, and the main guy had called in, and so the owner of the place was like, no, call on this other person, but instead, he just went, he went live on the air. He did it himself. okay, he did it himself, I see what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, like, I'm the janitor, (laughs) and then, you know what, nobody's here, I'm going to go live on the air. (laughs) Can't get in, everyone's calling out, I'll take care of it. He did, yeah. Takes a lot of courage. Also, you better hope that what you're doing is right. Yeah, I guess so, but he wanted to do it. He just figured it out. He's probably an actor already, so (laughs) let's be honest. Let's be honest, he's probably just a janitor, but really it was like actor and that kind of thing, so he just, it was natural play for him, Right. Yeah, but he wanted to be on the radio, and so he made it happen. I think it's very courageous of him to, yeah, make his dream happen. We'll look him up later. Yeah, I'm really interested in finding out about this guy. I have tons and tons and tons of clients that are very courageous, mostly with ones who've dealt with a lot of cancer, things like that. And that's that's a big deal to me. Here's here's what baffles me. People, you know, you see them every day and they're stressed over little stupid things like traffic or driving in the snow. Oh my God. <laughs> or yeah. you know, like things and they're and they're so negative and they're so whatever. But you know what? You get someone with stage four cancer, they all of a sudden become this positive, uplifting person and they it's it's almost like something's inside of us that makes us have to be strong for everyone else around us when we're dealing with that. My dad was really good when he was diagnosed. He was he stayed positive the whole time through chemo, his sickness, you know, even just a few days before he passed. Like he was just so I'm getting better. I'm getting oh, you know, I say, Daddy, how you feel today? I'm getting better. No one damn well he wasn't getting better, right. but he just stayed positive for us. And I love that. And it, I think it takes so much courage. To instead of being like, oh, you know, I'm sick and blah, 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 and moaning and groaning. The person that you think should be complaining. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, they stay strong for everyone else. And I admire that so much. I don't know how I would be in a situation like that, but I would hope that I would do the same. And I would share cheer everywhere I went, even if I'm battling that physically. And I have a lot of clients that I see do that. And they, they just, man, somehow they become so courageous and they're on their deathbed pretty much. But but I love that and I admire that about yeah that. The, it's huge I mean positivity sometimes is already tough just a day to day so right. people who are really going through it and that's a lot of courage mm-hmm. to to deal with that yeah I mean we have patients that come in uh, a lot of the times too that are just like just recently diagnosed with breast cancer and that kind of thing too so because we do breast cancer reconstructions. And I find that it's one of those areas that you have at least some like say in kind of what happens to an extent, right? You can kind of say, okay, I like how that looks or that kind of thing. So in a way, sometimes it's a way to kind of say, I have some choice in the situation because you don't right. have a choice to have breast cancer. You don't have a choice to right. have your breast removed, but at least you maybe have a choice on like how it kind of looks after. I'm sure too, it helps take control back too. It's, yeah. To say, okay, things are kind of back. I feel more normal again, you know. Which is the goal. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Yeah. My friend Darcy just went through that, Dr. K. And it's so funny because she is one of those courageous persons in all aspects of her life. But she, she's, she'll send me texts like, are they going to stay this big? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> kind of hopeful, kind of worried. Yeah, like <laughs> a nice combination. They're beautiful, yeah. but damn, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, friend, um, <laughs> I don't know if they're supposed to look like this. <laughs> yeah. And then we get a tissue expander and it kind of feels like you got a rock on your chest yep. and something like squeezing wow. into your chest. So it's kind of like, is it really going to be like this for all the time? I was like. One, then once you get the actual implants and it's like, oh, okay, these are a lot softer. These are a lot better. We can deal with it. <laughs> you know? Before yes. I read Fishbowl Wisdom, I just want to say I had so much fun with you guys this morning. <laughs> this was a blast. Yeah, yeah, this was fun. I love it. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today for Fishbowl Wisdom. I say thanks to our sponsor, Poppy's Garden, floral design and events located in Muskogee and in downtown Tulsa. You can shop arrangements, gifts, and much more at poppies-garden.com. Christy? In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. Albert Einstein. Ooh. Yes. One more time. In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. So, you know, every time I got divorced, there was opportunity in there. That's what Christy took from this. Every difficulty. Which is total. That's true. It was a difficulty. Every human I made, (laughs) there's opportunity with them. Right. It's like, yeah, there's something uh, good that's going to blossom. Uh, What is it? Weathering through the storm. Yes. Right? Yep. Every difficulty. They say when one door closes, one door opens, right? Yes. That's right. I love that. Kind of the same idea, right? It's like, hey, there's going to be things that are going to shut in your face, and you just got to try and think there's another way. You know, there's another path for me. Maybe point to motivate you to move forward. Kind of like how your dad was so uh, positive. positive during Uplifting. The, as something that's so traumatic and encouraging, crazy and difficult. Yep. Now, sometimes you have to be careful not to think about the cracks in the door, okay? And try to go go through those. You know, yeah. like little yeah. kids when you're in the bathroom, they're sticking their fingers right. under there yeah. like, <laughs> leave the door closed. Okay? Like, Why are you doing that? Why would you even want to be in here? Yeah. It's not like yeah. it smells good in here. No. Like that. It's, like, it's this not is, clean. This, is a, break, this is a break for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> leave the door closed. <laughs> that is great. Well, anyway, again, guys. thank you so much, uh, Dr. Kreisberg, for coming in today. Uh, second time. Great to have yes, you back as a, you. as a guest. All right. Thank you. Yeah, this is fun. Where can they listen to us? Hear yes, us? All the rate things. Us, rate us. us. On whatever platform you're listening to us, make sure you uh, subscribe. Make sure you leave us a rating or a view. Uh, follow us on the Redefined Pod across all the different social platforms. Yeah, that'll help us out. Give us some stars, as we always say, right? Stars. Yes. Star us up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a great day. Have a great day, everybody.